conversations and these outlets with you guys. I hope you missed me as much as I missed you, but I'm super duper hyped to get into it. You know, for those of you that are just now tuning in, thanks so much for joining. Uh, My name is Dr. Kyla Nicole. And for those of you that rock with me, know me, love me, just thank you guys for continuing to um, just follow me and, and tune in because I know your time could be spent elsewhere So I'm definitely grateful that you guys tune in with me. So what's been going on with my life? What's been happening in my world? Y'all, today I want to get into sometimes black can be whack. (laughs) Now hear me and hear me well. This will never be a bash episode um, for my people, for those that I love the most. But it is definitely meant to share my journeys, my experiences, ups and downs. Um, This season, we have dedicated this entire season to the Black experience. And it's interesting because I'm podcasting these in real time. And so in past, my podcast episodes have usually been pre-recorded or I would just do like several at one time. Um, but this season, I kind of gave it a little a little ganter here, a little different, and I've been recording my series in real time. And um, that's been a challenge, and not necessarily finding the time to do it um, because I freed up so much of my time, but really being able to process through situations and circumstances in real time. And um, that's a different type of life. That's a different type of of podcasting. So in essence, we we can talk about that on some other episode, but black it sometimes can be whack and and let me experience or explain those experiences to you guys. Um so I recently have just come upon this this new journey, this new life, this new um this new season. I mean I'm evolving and I'm really trying to just get in touch and redefine who I am, redefine what I believe, redefine my relationships, Um, even my relationship with God. Like I've just been in this place of refining and I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I definitely think that there's an approach and a skill to it Um, and something that has to be stewarded um, and protected and handled with a lot of care. I mean, truthfully, um, it's it's just been a wild ride because I'm at a place in my life where I feel like everything that I knew or knew to do, um, there have been some changes. And of course, I'm not speaking on the basics, right? We all have a basic um, understanding of how our world works and how our life flows, just depending on what season we're in. And so... I think we all get to a place where eventually we have to switch it up and we have to um, 
reinvent and redo and renew and refresh uh, because so much of this life um, is based on our perspective and our experiences that when things aren't necessarily going the way that we want them to, uh, we have to attack them at the root and then decide, okay, what adjustments do I need to make? You know, it's like failure in anything, failure in business, failure in relationships, failure in um and in, in, in goals and progress, like you have to really be able to be honest with yourself and transparent enough to say, okay, this is this is where I went wrong. This is what I did wrong. Um, this approach was wrong. And how can I, you know, make it better? It's not meant to bash and, um, you know, land yourself on the floor in a hole sobbing, but it's trial and error. Um, and I feel like this experience has been that for me as well. You know, I set out to really conquer um, who I am, you know, where I come from, where was I born, what tribes do I attach myself to, uh, what have I learned about religion and, and relationship and Jesus and God and all of those things that I have to uh, refine. And I think it's coming at a really critical time in my world because my children are aging. Um, you know, they're becoming young adults. Um, I'm having to essentially, uh, you know, rear them and parent them in the way that um, better, maybe a little bit better than, than mine, simply because the formulas are different. You know, when I was coming up, I definitely felt as though there was a formula to success or what was portrayed to me in my household, in my environment, you know, getting a good job, going to school, getting your degrees or certifications, um, striving to make X amount of dollars, um, if, you know, for your household. Um, and I just feel like it's not, it's not that way anymore. You know, there are so many different avenues to success. There's so many different routes. There are so many better ways and opportunities to do it now. And so for my children, it has been about realizing who they are, um, their strengths and weaknesses, because your children aren't you, um, and then being able to pair them with the best strategy for their life that's going to set them up for success because they have to walk out their life just like we have to walk out ours. But in that, um, there have to be, for me, there have been very painful um, revelations, you know, growing up somewhat sheltered and somewhat um, in a bubble, not privy to a lot of the hurt and the pain and the history that comes with um, our people, our nation, our position. It kind of exposes you to a lot of darkness, um, darkness that maybe other people have experienced more so often than not, depending on the color of their skin, their gender, um, depending on their occupation, um, their worldview. Some people are better suited and better equipped for some of those experiences, but I realized that I was not. <laughs> I realized that um, although I read and I hear, uh, we understand that racism happens in this country and we see it and it's something that we can't deny. Um, and we do our part to combat those things the best way that we can, <clears throat> excuse me, but experiencing that definitely always takes you to a place, experiencing that racism, whether it is with your people, um, 
you know, whether it is with your friends, whether it is with people that you thought were your people, your friends, a lump of other ethnicities, um, and then being able to navigate through all of the um, the stereotypes and the microaggressions that happen even within your community, it can kind of lead you to a place where you just feel helpless, you know. And in the past couple weeks, uh, while there are pieces of it or parts of it that I still can't legally share, um, and I look forward to sharing it with you guys one day, but understanding that we experience these things out of sheer just default. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's a different plight when you wake up and you're black and you, you, you put on your armor and your success and your everything that you need to be equipped for the day. When you walk out of the door, you realize that there's a whole battle that you're fighting outside of yourself, some in which you're aware of and some of which you're not. Um, because you don't necessarily see and know the enemy until they've struck. And I think that's when it just gets difficult, um, you know, and and for myself for the last couple of weeks and dealing with direct racism, um, having to admit and see that across the board, uh, it takes me back to a real interesting time. I can remember my son being, oh, I don't know, I guess maybe this was 10, 8, 10 years ago, and my son will be 16 this month. Um, and it was for the first time that I realized that, you know, he's a black boy, whether light, dark, or indifferent, doesn't matter. Um there's not a whole lot you can do to protect them once they get out of the door. Like, for me, I think that this is the epitome of recognizing who God is and who I serve and praying for protection and things like that. You know, you, you have to trust that process in itself. But in the natural, you're understanding that, you know, you have to train your children up and you have to give them certain um, tidbits and advice and there is a nagging thing inside of you that although it doesn't keep you um, worried and, and things of that because again I think that that goes back to what you trust and who you trust but it's just something that you know is there um, and I think that that's the same thing as being a black person in America you walk outside you get into whatever it is that you drive, that you desire, that you want, um, the life that you've worked hard for, and you realize that um, there is a different battle that's waiting for you when you walk into um, the doors of wherever uh, the mountain is that you're conquering, whatever, you know, whether that's you being a corporate worker, entrepreneur, um, there are different levels and layers to this thing that that we have, that we see, you know, um, and I think I've mentioned this before, uh, specifically for me, you know, you're a, uh, your titles, it's like, you may be a wife, a mom, a friend, a sister, a daughter, um, and all of those things become a little complex when you start adding a black mom, a black wife, a black this to it, 
Um, and then it gets a little bit more complex when you start adding a black successful um, or a black rich or a black wealthy or a black whole. Like there are different levels and layers to what those difficult things look like in our lives. Um, and some of it I think we we take with a grain of salt and we we step into it. We do what we got to do. And then there are other moments where I think it just hits us harder than it has ever hit us. Um, and I think that that would be the reference of my life the last two weeks is understanding that the climate that we're in is very conducive to dysfunction and chaos. Um, we are unfortunately experiencing, I believe, and seeing chaos and confusion in real time. Um, I don't think that it's something we have to try very hard to see. I don't think it's something that we have to um, go and look hard to see. It is happening before our eyes, and many of us are experiencing it in different areas. And I think if you couple that with COVID and isolation and mental um, things and um, relationships changing. I think that once you just combine all of that, it can be tough. Um, I say from, from a standpoint, there are many people that say, hey, you know, COVID wasn't so bad for me. Um, and when I look at it in retrospect, I mean, COVID wasn't that bad for me. You know, I've, I made more money than I probably have. I um, accomplished certifications and I was able to assess downtime and I was able to um, go back and redefine and spend more time in house. Like it, it hasn't all been terrible promotions and increase, like all those things, dope, dope, dope. But I will say emotionally, mentally, um, this year has been taxing and it has made my black experience excuse me, a little tough, you know, it was very tough for me to experience, um, direct racism at my age. Um, it was, it was very, and I won't, I won't say tough. I guess it'll just be like, mm, I can't believe this thing is happening. Like, mm, this is something you read about type deal, you know, to the point where you have to get legal people involved and you have to get, um, a different, you have to take different avenues, you know, that that's tough. It's tough when you um, live your life in such a way that you want to think on things that are good um, and good rapport and, and be human and be compassionate and be empathetic only to endure some of the uh, painful thoughts and people in the world. It, it just... It can be a real confidence shot, you know. It can definitely mess with your mindset, your self-esteem, um, because it's, it's just a difficult thing to process, and I think that that's with any traumatic instance. I talk about trauma in the context of that, you know, your trauma and my trauma may not sound the same, but they definitely might have the same impact. You know, my traumatic experience and your traumatic experience, they may have two different um, outcomes, but they don't make them any less traumatic. You know, it's getting away from minimizing people's traumatic instances and then understanding that sometimes those traumatic instances take a toll 
on our lives and we have to be committed to giving each other grace and uh, creating safe places for people and safe spaces for people that they can actually be transparent and be honest. I think the hardest part of this entire experience for me is understanding that there are different um, nuances and issues that surround me just being um, the color that I am. Um, And many people think that, you know, some person's racist encounters are different than other racist encounters simply because of their appearance or um, their knowledge or um, their uh, experiences or their network or whatever that might be. Uh, I think that, and I think maybe I was one of those people, you know, you just think that if you look away or you feel away um, or you're privy to certain information or certain opportunities or or whatnot, that you're going to have less of an experience um, because ordinarily you fit in, so to speak. And I think that's a huge misconception. I think that we are in a time where we're experiencing hate in its purest form. And essentially, it doesn't matter who I am, what I look like, what I do, how long I've known you. Um, I could still be going through this or experiencing this within this circle that I presume presumptively thought was safe that was not. Um, and so it just brought me to this place of recognizing or, or even wallowing in the, in the idea that, dang, like, sometimes black is whack. Like, sometimes these people have these stupid thoughts and these stupid feelings simply based on the color of your skin that is completely um, misappropriated and not correct. You know, it's like getting mad when somebody tells you, go back to your country, and you'll be like, look, I ain't want to be here anyway, to be honest with you. Like, y'all came here bothering me. I ain't come here bothering (laughs) y'all. And it's like, but for real, though, you know, you are angry with me based on the color of my skin, essentially because you don't want my life to remotely resemble your life, or somehow you think that, or you wonder how I was able to achieve this life. Uh, with the opposition that has come against me or not being afforded the same luxuries or privileges that you may have. And sometimes, to be honest with you, I, I think that it's more than a black and white thing, guys. Like, white people don't just feel like this about us. Um, Asian people don't just feel this way about us. Um, any ethnicity. I mean, sometimes we feel this way about ourselves Um, and with others in our community. And I I think that it's something that, of course, people want to say doesn't exist or it doesn't happen, but but it happens. And that's just my experience. Um, You know, I've heard the arguments a hundred times, you know, racism can't exist within its community or it doesn't or um, it's this or that. Listen, whatever the title might be, whatever the thing is that you call it, ultimately, there are so many different levels and layers to the trauma that black people have experienced, that people as a whole have experienced, um, that those projections and the issues 
uh, that we have, they just run deep. And I believe that this is one of the reasons why I've always been a heart person. Um, Because I think that it matters. I think a person's heart is the determining factor in how they will respond or walk out their day-to-day life. Um, if that heart is rooted in evil, it's not going to matter what color they are. You get what I'm saying? If their heart is rooted in jealousy or envy, it doesn't matter what color they are. If um, their heart is is rooted in, in dysfunction or chaos or self-destruct, it doesn't matter what color they are. Um, and I think that that is the approach that I have begun taking so that it doesn't particularly harden my heart against the different cultures and different uh, situations that I've come across. Uh, It's one of the ways that I've safeguarded myself because as a believer and somebody that truly does believe in relationship and not necessarily religion, um, yeah, I can't stand this religion stuff that we got going on because to be honest with you, some of that is just making all of the things worse um, because the responses that the church is having or have had as it relates to, you know, the last year and a half or two, uh, I can't say that I've, I've been a fan, but I also choose to uh, watch what I say and how I say and, and to not spew additional hate or confusion and things like that. So I have those conversations separate, um, but I'm pretty close to starting to have those conversations publicly because I just think that they need to be addressed. But um, that's a different that's a different topic. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a different podcast. But um, essentially, I've had to safeguard myself from from jumping on the train of it's these particular set of people that cause these particular problems simply because I don't think it's all people. I think that it's a type of people. I think that there are categories to those people, and I think that there are um, levels to those particular people. And that's just my thinking. Um, you know, just like I wouldn't want anybody out here saying that all black people do this, I'm not going to say all white people do this or all um, Hispanic people do this or all Asian people do this because it's not all people. There are different types um, different categories, different traumas, different hurts. There are different levels to um, the pain that people per- perpetuate in the world. And sometimes it's not color-specific, but heart-specific, um, mind-specific. And I, I just, that's just, just my experience, just my thoughts. So, um, you know, collectively, I try not to group everybody together, but I will say that there is an increasing notice of some of those groups and those people that are out there doing whatever it is that they're doing. But again, those are different, different, um, different topics, different things. But as it relates to my internal feelings about what I have endured, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it definitely put a taste in my mouth. Um, of just saying, wow, all of this is happening because I'm black. Um, I think that that's the first time that I've experienced it on that magnitude or that level. Um, it, it, and, and it's painful. And it's, it's something that I think many people have probably come to the place where they've accepted it um, and they understand it, especially depending on who they are what, and what their experiences are. But it's still a lingering question in my mind of, okay, you know, how do you combat something like that? How do you combat 
hatred that is simply based upon the color of your skin, uh, the way you wear your hair, the uh, way you choose to express yourself uh, with your nails or your, your, your appearance or your hair or your color, those types of things as to how do you combat those things. And some will say, well, you just don't worry about it. You, you live your life, you mind your business, and you keep it moving. But then there is an entire uh, idea out there that I have that I often wonder about, you know, for my children. What does that look like? Um, how do we do that? How do we keep ourselves at a place of being lifted and prominent and happy and successful um, with these newfound uh, outspoken issues um, that were somehow overt back in the day but are all in your face now every day? And I think it's simple. Um, I think it is becoming more aware. I think it's lifting up your community within. I think that it is drawing near into self and into your spiritual beliefs and being more so concerned with establishing and building that community and tribe so that you are less likely to have to deal with all of the things that come with, um, what the outside world thinks of you. Like, I think that you have to let go of the hurts and the and the pain and the past, but I also think that you have to utilize that to show your strength and to be able to stand your ground in what it is that you believe in and what it is that you want to do, you know, because you can't get around it. You can't change what you look like, how you look, uh, how you was born, and you shouldn't have to think about it. Like, I should not have to concern myself with any issues that somebody has about me that I have not directly caused them. And that's the place that I've been sitting at. Like, I've been sitting at, you know, it is your problem, it's not mine, Um there are boundaries. Yes, I'm going to stand my ground. Yes, I'm going to speak up for myself. Yes, I'm going to um, acknowledge your foolishness if it's necessary in a very uh, professional or appropriate way. But outside of that, I'm not going to concern myself with it. Because I think what ends up happening is sometimes we just get into a funk and we just feel like, dang, you know, this can't be this bad for us. This can't be happening. But I caution everybody to understand that perspective truly, truly is everything. And if it is really something that is outside of my control, then um, no, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. But what can I do? What is within my power to control? Uh, is it that I stop frequenting these places? Is it, stop, is it that I stop having these conversations with those people? Is it that I realign my circle and my network? Is it that I change careers or industries? What do I have to do to turn my black is whack into my black is dope and my black is awesome and my black is empowering and inspiring um, and my black is worth all the gold? <laughs> what do I have to do to do that? Because essentially I can't live my life focused on anything outside that I can't fix or control. My black is beautiful. My black is amazing. 
Um, even if my perspective is different and my mindset is different and I come from different, my black is unique to me and that's what makes me awesome, right? And I, I often think that's something that we have to keep in mind when we're having these uh, conversations or this dialogue about who we are and what we are, you know. Um, I can at least say from my perspective, growing up, it wasn't, um, and not that I can, you know, recall or remember anything significant about just taking pride in who I was, um, where I came from, how I thought, you know, it was essentially, this is just what it is. And these are the sets of challenges you may or may not um, come across. And even in that, I still felt like there was some injustice done on my behalf because I didn't really come into all of those things until I was much older, you know, college and workforce. And by then, um, I feel like it made it even more difficult simply because I was having to learn about my culture, my past, my history, all while embracing the perception of of what it looks like in these particular career fields that I chose, um, all while still trying to identify who I was, you know, um, where do I fit in in the mix? And these are all things that I think if we were to share our experiences, to have those important conversations, to dialogue with one another, um, opposed to shunning or shaming or isolating or or judging or whatever, um, I think that we would just be better off in in that sense. So, you know, it's just some perspective, something to think about. Of course, I want to hear your feedback, so don't forget to share, comment, like, and, um, you know, pause and press play. Think about your impact and where you stand um, in this world. You know, define your black if you haven't, and if you have, um, do it some more. So until next time, guys, don't forget to pause and press play. Until next time, don't forget to tune in and pause the press play.